Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Creativity is ultimately going to rule the day. And I think that if I'm a real estate investor, that's the way I want to think about how to make money is what's the new creative approach I can take to extract more return out of a potential. Welcome to the best ever show, the world's longest running daily commercial real estate podcast. Our hosts interview commercial real estate experts every day to get you the best advice ever with none of the fluffy stuff. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Ash Patel and I'm with today's guest, Michael Mandel. Michael is joining us from New York City. He is the CEO of Comstack. They provide comps nationwide for brokers, appraisers, and research folks in the real estate brokerage industries. Michael, thank you for joining us, and how are you today? I'm doing well, thanks. Thanks for having me. It's our pleasure. Michael, before we get started, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Absolutely. Sure. Well, my background in in the real estate business was that I was a commercial real estate broker in New York City for about five and a half years. I mostly did office leasing transactions and uh, also did data center transactions throughout the country and started Comstack out of my experience as a commercial real estate broker and that I was sharing data, particularly lease comp data with other brokers all the time over the phone and via email and in meetings. And decided to start Comstack, where we took that offline exchange of commercial real estate data and moved it online so that we could create an exchange where people like me could trade data to get other data back out and be able to provide access to that data to others. What was the pain point that you were trying to overcome? What problem were you trying to solve? Well, as a broker, I needed comps every day for the deals I was doing. Mostly I was dealing in lease comps because I was working on lease transactions and I was using this information in order to prospect for new business, to then win business by showing that I knew what was going on in the market and then ultimately to negotiate deals. But what was happening in the industry and still does happen in the industry, frankly, was that we would all trade comp data amongst ourselves. In fact, my company would have a Monday morning meeting where we'd all sit around a big boardroom table and talk about deals taking place in the market. And of course, I'd be frantically calling other brokers that I knew on Sunday night, trying to get comps to bring to my Monday morning meeting in my office to talk about what was happening in the market. But the deals that were being talked about in these meetings were often 
law firm deals and hedge fund deals and bank deals. And I was mostly doing tech deals in Midtown South and Manhattan. And a lot of it just wasn't relevant to me. And so the need was that everybody wants to share this information. Everybody needs it. But the exchange was really inefficient. We were trading random information for other random information. And the idea for Comstack was to create the ability for people to trade random information, but then get specific, detailed, useful information in return and make this process more efficient. What kind of detailed information do you get other than lease rate or sale price? It's very, very granular. So for lease transactions, we're capturing the tenant name, the starting rent, and then the rent step-ups over time, the concessions the landlord gave, like free rent or tenant improvement allowance, the brokers involved in the transaction, the floor that the deal is on, the square footage of the space, and the brokers involved in that deal, all the details. For sales transactions, it goes well beyond what you might get in the public records. In the public records, you'll find out the LLC that bought the property or sold the property, and you'll find out the price that it sold for. But we're capturing the true buyer and seller, the price, the cap rate, the cap rate type. Is it a going in cap rate or an exit cap rate? Is it the buyer's cap rate or the seller's cap rate? And the NOI and comments on the deal. So really detailed information that gives you the context to make sense of that transaction information. And then we also gather property data and other related data. We now capture loan information as well and provide the full gamut of what you need to know to be able to understand a commercial real estate asset. Where do you get the loan information from? Is it data that's available or is it from the person that has the loan? There's three sources for the loan information, and that's a new area for us. One is public records, because loans are publicly recorded and mortgages on properties. Two is we have a partnership with TREP, which is the leader in CMBS data, and they provide us with all of the loan information related to securitized mortgages. And then we also crowdsource loan data. Actually, we found that while we were receiving sales comps from our members, we're trading sales comps, they were also providing us the loan information related to these sales transactions. So we get the loan data from our members as well who trade. What year was this that you started this company? We launched in 2012. All right. So data was very valuable back then because you couldn't get this information anywhere else, right? Certainly not. And when we started with lease comps, there was no place to get the lease comp data. Otherwise, certainly from a technology company other than just ad hoc. And uh, it still remains the same today. We're the market leader in that area. And then we've added more data sets over time. But yeah, it was certainly hard to come by. Michael, was this launched as a paid service? It was and continues to be a service where we have two parts. So we have Comstack Exchange, which is free. If you give data, you can get data back out. And that's only for commercial real estate brokers, appraisers, and research people who work in brokerage firms. And then we have what was called Comstack Enterprise, now is Comstack One, where we sell subscription access to the data. And the people who are paying for access to the data and to the platform are primarily commercial real estate investors and lenders. We also have asset managers and we have hedge funds that trade on the data and we have all sorts of different use cases there. But we're selling into banks and private equity funds, hedge funds, sovereign wealth funds, insurance companies, what have you. Do you have a product for people like me that are individual investors who manage their own commercial properties? We do most of our own leasing, and we would love access to that data. We don't discriminate against who we sell to. I would say most of our clients are in the institutional space, but we'll sell to anybody. We're able to slice and dice a bit. 
where you, we could sell you access perhaps just to one market versus national access. Typically, we sell all of the data sets together where you're getting lease comps, sales comps, property data, analytics, loan data, et cetera, although we do have the ability to break that out a bit as well. And we also can segregate it based off of a number of users. So we're typically able to figure out a package that makes sense for smaller players and larger players, depending on their needs. How is this different than CoStar? We don't go out of our way to get into the nuances of their business versus ours, but I would say a lot of our clients are actually also CoStar clients and they use CoStar for listings because they are the leader in listings for available space and we're the leader in comps. So often we'll find that they use them for listings and they use us for comp data, but people are now using us in a lot of different areas because we've built really robust analytics and property data and what have you. So often we are used by these clients alongside CoStar in some place. Michael, do you do multifamily comps as well? For multifamily, for sales transactions, we crowdsource the multifamily sales comps and we gather that information the same way we would any other sales transaction. And then for the income side, multifamily, we have a partnership with RealPage. Some of your listeners probably have used RealPage or are familiar with RealPage. They're a market leader for the multifamily space, particularly for property management, but also revenue management and revenue recognition. So we work with the market analytics side of RealPage, where we bring in all of their market analytics data, which is the legacy axiometrics for those who are familiar with that business. And we bring in their data, which actually provides at the unit mix level and floor plan level, what the rents are, the asking rents and effective rents by floor plan type within multifamily buildings. And it's really powerful data. And we bring that into CompStack alongside our data, which means that you could look at an asset, you could see what it last sold for and the details around that sales transaction from CompStack. You could get the retail lease on the ground floor from CompStack and then get the floor plan level rents from RealPage above that all in one place, which is pretty powerful. There's been some recent controversy with lawsuits filed against, I believe, these property management software companies that have access to real-time apartment data rents, and they are giving recommendations on what you should be charging day by day for your apartment in this particular location. And landlords are benefiting from that, and they're literally changing their pricing day to day based on demand, supply, instantly. And I don't know if that lawsuit has any merit. Are you fearful of something like that happening with commercial real estate? Well, the interesting thing with multifamily is that within a given building, you might have 50 units that are identical. And for each floor plan type, you'll have identical units. They look the same. They have the same exact size and floor plate. So it's a little easier to do that kind of dynamic pricing. So I don't think you're going to see pricing work exactly the same way in commercial real estate. And each transaction is different. Also, you're dealing with very sophisticated clients who are usually represented. So I think you wouldn't have a very strong argument to say that you'd be taking advantage of a commercial tenant that doesn't know what they're doing. But I don't know that there's really merit to those lawsuits. I haven't gotten into the details of them, but in principle, what that revenue management software does is exactly the same thing that the airlines have been doing for years and hotels have as well, which is dynamic pricing 
based off of supply and demand, as well as market forces. So I think it's interesting that they're going after RealPage and Yardi and these property managers, but they're not going after the airlines who have been dynamically pricing airplane tickets for a very long time, or the hotel owners who have been doing the same thing to price hotel room nights. It's simply a function of supply and demand and market forces. What I would say is what this pricing does is it does the same thing that otherwise happens in the market, but it's more volatile. So as supply goes down, it could cause rents to spike. But at the same time, when supply goes up, the rents can plummet. So it goes both ways. It doesn't just bring prices up in a dramatic way. It sometimes brings prices down in a dramatic way. So as I said, I have not read any of these lawsuits. I don't know the details of them. But at first glance, I'm skeptical that there's really merit to it. Yeah, and I agree with you. To your example about selling something identical, what about gas stations? <laughs> Hotel rooms could be different. Gas is gas, and they're selling a commodity, and they're driving around the neighborhood and figuring out what their competition is selling for. You're talking about for pricing of gas at the gas station? Yes. I presume they have similar software and do it in a similar way. And I think you also notice that gas tends to be higher in neighborhoods where real estate prices are higher and where incomes are higher as well, right? So I think that if you want to optimize for consumer protection, that might be another area to look as well. Yeah, funny how that works. Again, I don't know that that lawsuit has any merit. I think it's just a few individuals who brought it and got a lot of attention. We'll get back to the show with the first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Deciding how to invest your capital is more challenging than ever. That's why it's never been more important to partner with a company with a solid track record and that has thrived through various economic cycles. Companies like BAM Capital. BAM Capital is a trusted multifamily syndicator that has delivered a historical average of over 35% IRR with an average hold period of three and a half years. BAM Capital has never missed a preferred payment, never lost an LP's investment, and never called capital past the subscription amount. BAM Capital is currently raising capital for a fund designed for accredited investors targeting a 15 to 20% IRR and a 2 to 2.5x equity multiple to its investors over a three to five year hold period. If you're an accredited investor and you want to learn more about multifamily investment opportunities with BAM Capital, visit capital.thebamcompanies.com. Again, that's capital.thebamcompanies.com. Are you a real estate investor struggling to streamline your property management? Are you tired of juggling multiple systems to effectively manage your portfolio? Meet Rentec Direct, your ultimate solution for automating management tasks, reducing errors, and most importantly, saving you time. Rentec Direct offers an all-in-one platform for accounting, marketing, tenant screening, rent collection, and much more. And the best part? You're never alone. With U.S.-based live support and award-winning customer service, Rentec Direct is the partner you need to streamline your property management so you can focus on what's most important, growing your business and getting more deals done. If you're an investor looking to grow your portfolio, join the more than 15,000 investors and landlords who manage real estate assets totaling more than $200 billion using Rentec Direct. Just go to rentecdirect.com forward slash best ever and sign up for a free trial. Plans start at just $45 a month and you'll receive 20% off your first year just for being a best ever listener. That's R-E-N-T-E-C direct.com forward slash best ever for 20% off. 
Are you raising capital for commercial real estate ventures? To make sure you comply with security laws and structure your deals correctly, talk to syndicationattorneys.com, your premier legal resource for real estate syndicators and fund managers. Syndicationattorneys.com dedicates its practice to helping real estate syndicators and fund managers legally raise capital from private investors. Their experienced team has helped create over $2.75 billion in security offerings, making them industry leaders in the capital raising space. To get a free copy of their book, How to Raise Capital for Real Estate Legally, go to syndicationattorneys.com or text the word FAIRLESS to 844-796-3428. That's FAIRLESS, F-A-I-R-L-E-S-S, to 844-796-3428. Launch and grow your business with syndicationattorneys.com today. This offer is not valid to Florida residents. Michael, what's the biggest mistake people make when looking at comps? I think that you might give a particular comp too much credit and you need to really dig in and understand the nuance of what's going on. I think that in commercial real estate, every property is different. Every space is different. So for instance, you could have two deals done in very, very similar buildings. Let's say leasing transactions where in one case, the landlord gave a massive tenant improvement allowance. Let's say they gave $100 or more in a tenant improvement allowance to build out the space. And in another one, they gave nothing or almost nothing. Well, maybe in one case, the space was disgusting, old space that needed to be completely gutted and redone, and that tenant improvement allowance won't even cover the build-out that has to be done. And in the other case, it was some super fancy hedge fund that built out the space for several hundred dollars a foot and then immediately went out of business. So that space is turnkey, ready to go, and beautiful. At face value, just looking at those two comps, you might presume that the one that has more tenant improvement allowance is a much better deal, but not necessarily the case. And I would say you really need to have as much granularity, as much detail as possible, so you can really understand what's going on. And with any data product and with any data source, the data is only as powerful as the person using it. And so having experience and having seen a market, seen a building and knowing what goes into it can really help drive your qualitative understanding of how to value and make sense of that data. In my mind, I'm starting to put together a lot of data points and trying to figure out how all of this data can be very beneficial. Let's play through a hypothetical scenario do you provide sales data or revenue data or foot traffic for any of these tenants? We don't provide sales data on tenants themselves or foot traffic on those tenants themselves, no. There's services out there that can provide that, right? But you could provide what, let's say, a Dollar General or an O'Reilly's Auto pays per location. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so now... If we can find, and it doesn't have to be one of those, it could be a TJ Maxx, it could be anybody, any national tenant, that we identify a location where they're paying under market rent relative to neighbors or relative to their other locations. And then if we cross-reference that with placer data or foot traffic data and understand that this store has more traffic but pays much lower in rent and their lease is due in two years while the average 
investor might be skeptical. Oh no, what happens if they don't renew? Having all of this data at your fingertips could help make some very profitable decisions. Yeah, I think that juxtaposing different data sets against each other create a lot of opportunities. Interestingly enough, of those tenants that you mentioned, I won't say who, one of them is actually a client of ours. And so they're using the data themselves to help identify what they should be paying in rent and also how they should price properties that they acquire. But yeah, when you juxtapose these data sets against each other, there's a lot of interesting information. We don't have the foot traffic data, but for instance, we do have the loan data. So what a lot of our clients have been doing right now is identifying distress. So they're looking for properties that have loans maturing in the next couple of years, because anybody who has a loan maturing right now is in a tough spot because interest rates are through the roof. So that in and of itself is creating challenges for any owner of commercial property. And then juxtaposing properties that have a lot of square feet that are expiring in the near term against those that have mortgages that are coming due. And now you've got a short list of properties that are likely experiencing some real distress. So that's the kind of thing that you can do on, on Comstack is look at these different data sets and identify opportunities. Yeah, that's absolutely incredible. Do you have any case studies of great data sets that people use to identify profitable deals? We've got plenty of them. I would say that we had a client recently, their major insurance company, and they mentioned that they said that they saved $20 million on an acquisition on Comstack that I think they were about to bid on. And then when they started digging into the data, they realized that they would have been overpaying by $20 million had they done the deal the way they intended to. Because I think perhaps the rents in the subject property were above what they deemed to be market by when they started looking at the data for a competitive set and realized that they didn't think that that was sustainable. And it was a $20 million swing in the, in the acquisition value of that particular asset. But we see those case studies all the time. There's a lot of power in the data for sure. Michael, what's next for Comstack? Well, long-term, our goal is to be the leader in commercial real estate data. So we're regularly chipping away at new data sets and new product offerings that help us get there. We're extremely excited about Comstack One, which we just launched, and being able to bring to bear the power of all of these different data sets as they come together and, and the kind of use cases that we just talked about. I think you're going to see in the near term some interesting tools that we're coming out with related to the way that our users work with different entities and understand the performance of those entities. So that can relate to owners and the top buyers and sellers and owners in different markets, brokers and brokerage firms and how they're performing against others, tenants and the portfolio of leases that they have across a market or across the country and how they're performing against other similar types of tenants. So that's a strong area of focus for us right now is being able to do benchmarking across different types of entities. We're excited about that. And obviously we're doing a lot of experimentation as our most technology and data companies now, as it relates to new uses for AI. And obviously there's been a lot of buzz around large language models, the LLMs and generative AI and how we can bring to bear some of that functionality to our tools so that our users can get answers to questions much more efficiently versus having to dig through the data to filter it, but actually just immediately get the answer. Michael, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? <laughs> well, as somebody who runs a data company, I would say it's all about having the right data, but I'm going to take it a little bit further and say that it's actually all about 
being the most creative because I think that the data is becoming table stakes. Everybody's going to have access to great data, which means that if you're a real estate investor and you're looking at income producing assets, everybody's using the same calculation. It's NOI divided by cap rate equals price and cap rates market driven and NOI you've got in the offering memorandum and you can tweak that model based off of the data and you absolutely should tweak that data and optimize it based off of the market data. But then ultimately the real estate investors that are going to be the most successful are those who are the most creative, who can see beyond that data and find a new way to make money from an asset that isn't otherwise obvious. And I would say creativity is ultimately going to rule the day. And I think that if I'm a real estate investor, that's the way I want to think about how to make money is what's the new creative approach I can take to extract more return out of a potential investment opportunity. That's great advice. I very much agree with you. A lot of big wins are just because people were creative. Does Comstack run reports that will show us outliers in terms of leases coming up for renewal that are also way under market? Well, to the extent of what I mentioned earlier, we could, by leveraging some of the same tools and methodology that people are used to using, like a chat GPT, allow you to ask a question and say, show me things that might be below market and we could produce that. Right now, though, we give our users full access to a ton of filters around the data so they can uncover them themselves. So you could, for instance, look at a competitive set of a building and you could see from the competitive set which buildings are getting rents that are lower or higher than other buildings in the competitive set. Or you can filter for buildings that have rents below a certain amount or above a certain amount or cap rates above or below a certain area. And so as you dig through the filters in different ways, you can come at it with a hypothesis and see what meets the criteria that could create opportunity. So really CompStack is in many ways sort of like a power tool for a sophisticated user where we're not going to give you the answers. And frankly, you don't want us to give you the answers because if we did, we'd be giving the same answers to everybody. So as powerful as the user is in being able to apply a hypothesis and come up with the answers for themselves. Where creativity wins. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? I hope so. All right. Well, we'll find out. What's the best ever book you recently read? Well, I might give you a couple. The Hard Thing About Hard Things by Ben Horowitz is fantastic. And Never Split the Difference, which is about negotiation, which is also a fantastic book. Michael, what's the best ever way you like to give back? It's a good question. Well, recently what's very top of mind is what's going on in the Middle East. And so where I'm giving back right now is to causes related to the protection of Israel from terrorists, honestly, and trying to get rid of terrorism in the Middle East and whatever I can do to help and support the families that have been impacted by that. Michael, how can the best ever listeners reach out to you? Lots of ways. Uh, you know, you can, you can email me. I'm just Michael at Comstack.com. You can hit me up on Twitter. I'm Michael, well, now X, uh, Michael A. Mandel on X, and LinkedIn is good too, whatever works. Michael, thank you for your time today. I didn't realize what Comstack did. Heard the name in the past, but you've opened my eyes to some opportunities that we're not taking advantage of. So thank you again for your time today. Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate it. Best ever listeners, thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star review. Share this podcast with someone you think can benefit from it. 
Also, follow and subscribe and have a best ever day. Hi, best ever listeners. Joe Fairless here again. And one last thing before you go, would you like to receive a short weekly email with proven tips from experienced investors, free tools and resources, and a roundup of the week's most relevant news and best ever content? Well, if so, join the community of nearly 15,000 commercial real estate passive and active investors who receive the best ever newsletter. Just go to bestevercre.com forward slash access and you'll get the very next one. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, thank you for listening and have a best ever day.